We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live, in-game odds on every major sports, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the Detroit Lions versus the Cincinnati Bengals game plan episode. We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions and how can they attack the Cincinnati Bengals and see how they can get their first win this week on episode 211 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkins, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? <laughs> Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 201 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler. Join me, my main guy, as always, Malcolm Hart. No peer with us today. Malcolm, how you doing, my man? Woo! Let's go, man. I'm here. Let's go. We're here. Recording on a Wednesday night. Uh, talking about the Detroit Lions versus Cincinnati Bengals preview. And I want to mention our sponsors before we get into the show, and that is Underdog Fantasy. This is me and Malcolm's new favorite app. Me and Malcolm are big on the pickums. Uh, we were talking about pickums all day long now. We're, we're, we're both at work. We're both just, you know, chilling. We're, we're, we're looking at the pickums all the time. So I recommend you guys going on Underdog Fantasy and using their pickums uh, feature that they have, the over-under. It's just a lot of fun, man. Uh, you could, you know, look at certain matchups in the NHL, MLB, NBA, NFL, whatever. They even have golf and soccer. So if you guys are interested in that, check those out. You could you could use our promo code PRIDEPOD. 
if you deposit ten dollars, they get a free ten dollars back. So it, there's really not too much risk. I mean, you're risking ten dollars, but then you're getting a free ten dollars back. So, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I definitely recommend it. And if you don't like it, you don't have to use it. But I definitely recommend trying it out and seeing you, what you could do with your luck. You know, because it is a lot of fun. Malcolm, how much fun have you been having with the Underdog Fantasy? I mean, what are you picking this week? You know, you know, we have. Our listeners will be listening to this on Thursday. So before Thursday Night Football, do you have any Thursday Night Football ones for the Philly and uh, Bucks game? <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> Over, Tom Brady. Right? <laughs> Over. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that, man. It, you know, you win. You know, you win in money, man. So yeah. it, it's good, man. It, and it's all about predicting stats. So, I mean, we like pick-ems. That's, that's, you know, that's my... My thing right now is using the pickums and just picking the, the over and unders, man. You think a guy's gonna have a really good game, you just pick the over, or you think that they're gonna have a crappy game, just pick the under. Yeah, that's so hard. And, and something I've been liking too that it's a feature that not too many apps do, and this is something unique about Underdog is they have the rivals feature, which is really cool. So they'll have like two guys head to head. Uh, so I'm just going to give you an example for one of them. This Thursday, Jalen Hurts versus Tom Brady in passing yards. They're giving Jalen Hurts a 13 and a half spread. So he has 13 and a half points plus, you know, whatever yards he throws to get more than Brady. If you don't, if you still don't like that, you could take Tom Brady. So if you did that, let's say you took Brady. Let's say you like uh, Jalen Hurts to rush more than uh, Leonard Fournette and you get 17 points and a half, 17 and a half uh, rushing yards. Say you do that. You put, let's say, 10 bucks because you're using our promo code. You put 10 bucks. Uh, you would be getting. Let me just check real quick. Money, 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 money. You bet ten, you get thirty bucks. Money, you're money, doubling. Money, money. You're doubling your money or tripling your money. So it's <laughs> worth. It's worth it. So get on the underdog fantasy app. Pride uh, promo code Pride Hot. All right. Yep. Yep. Let's let's talk about the Detroit Lions and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now let's talk about the injury report. Malcolm, you want to go ahead and start off with the Detroit Lions injury report, and then I'll follow up with you on the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, sir. So with this injury report, first person that's on this list, we have Corey Ballantine. He did not practice. The cornerback that they recently picked up, Tyler's boy, Trey Flowers, is on this list. Outside linebacker, no practice with a knee injury. TJ Hawkinson, our tight end, no practice today with a knee injury. Amani Awarie, no practice today, hip injury. Jonah Jonah Jackson, guard, he was limited. DeAndre Swift groin you know this is like a, the norm for him um he's on this report every week limited and the last one is jamal williams look like he is following deandre swift's trend and um being on his injury report and he's also limited i mean i'm gonna say this we have some guys on here that we cannot af- that we can't afford to not play this sunday who who are those guys i'm gonna say big one is amanya warrior yeah. i mean this him not practicing for with this hip injury is is kind of it's kind of scary because the Bengals they have a pretty they have a lot of weapons <laughs> and if he does not play we're looking at our top corner being Jerry Jacobs which is not a really something you you'd want like if you told me this in the off season like we're gonna play a game and our best corner is gonna be Jerry Jacobs I would scream well wow. outside, outside corner. Outside corner, yeah, yeah. Outside, yeah. You started starting as an outside corner, yeah. I'll scream loud yeah. as hell. No, it, it's possible. I mean, we'll see what they end up doing if Imani can't play, but it's possible that I don't know if they would do this. I feel like you'd want some type of veteran, so you might go like a Daryl Worley in there. But it's possible you could have three undrafted guys 
at your cornerback spots with there that w- being and Jerry Jacobs, Bobby Price, and AJ Parker in the in the nickel. Wow, man, Daryl Woolley as a starter with Jerry Jacobs is still scary. No, it's definitely scary. I'm just saying, but it's possible you could have three UDFA's, but maybe they start Daryl Worley. I mean, whatever they do, it's they're gonna probably play all their guys if a Warrior doesn't end up playing. But it's Wednesday. Wednesday's usually the the injury report you don't pay attention too much to. Like Friday's yeah. usually Friday's usually the real telling one. And if you guys are interested, you guys could join us on Sunday when we do our Spotify green rooms. We do those live. Uh, before the game, so we would actually have the official inactive. So Friday is more when you want to panic or not panic, I should say. Uh, Wednesday is like, okay, this could happen, but things could change throughout the week. So things can change dramatically. Yeah, I mean, last week on Wednesday, Panay Sewell and TJ Hawkinson didn't end up practicing on Wednesday, yep. but on Friday they were both out there. I don't think they practiced Thursday, but on Friday they both ended up practicing. And, you know, they obviously both ended up starting in that game. So Friday will be obviously the more telling one for uh, the rest of these guys. I think the more blow than just the injury report, because the injury report, you know, it doesn't seem as long as it is. And I know you've been named some crucial players, but we have some crucial guys heading to injury reserve and potentially missing the rest of the season. And some guys we know that are going to miss the rest of the season. So starting, oh, yeah, starting off with Quintess Cephas, he ended up breaking his collarbone and, it could end up being a season-ending injury. Not for sure. He could be back potentially at the end of the year. And that's something we do know that's going to be out for the rest of the season. Frank Ragnow, our starting oh, center, is having oh, toe surgery. I think he already had it, and I believe it was successful, so that's good. But he is going to be out. Frank Ragnow, I believe, referred to as a stupid toe injury. Oh, so. damn. Oh, damn. Yeah, I mean, let, me, let me ask you, how do you feel about this? About Frank Ragnow? Yeah, Frank Ragnow. Frank Ragnow being out for the, for the year. What's your thoughts on this? I understand it. I mean, you don't want that being a, a lingering injury throughout the season, especially with such a talented player. And, you know, we are really emphasi- emphasizing saying wins don't matter and wins don't matter. But I want to get into it at some point during this episode. Wins are going not to matter still, but they're going to need to happen very soon. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to need to win a game very soon, and it might have to be this game, but... I want to get into that a little bit after, yeah. but no, Frank Ragnow, I mean, if they believe there was something more serious and it could be a, a more lingering injury if he continued applying, then I, I agree with that. You, you mm-hmm. don't want something lingering and it, it ends up being more significant and then he ends up missing more time in the future than he has to when we could have avoided this and just get it over with right now. So mm-hmm. if, if it's going to make him okay and he'll be good for next season and there's no... You know, we don't have to look back at a past injury or anything as a lingering issue. I'm fine with that. So, yeah, yeah it is what it is. It sucks, obviously, not being it, able to it, watch it. It does. I'm going to say this. It didn't bother me that much. I mean, it, it, you know, with Frank Ragnow, he's being out. Yeah, it sucks. But I'm going to say this. Frank Ragnow is a guy who they already, the, the coaching staffs, everybody, the fan base, everybody knows what you can get out of Frank Ragnow. You already paid he, him too. He, to be, he's not a rookie. He's not a tryout for this. He's a building block for this team. He's going to be here for the long haul, guys. So, you know this year is heading nowhere right now. So, it's like, all right, Detroit Lions, are they going to the playoffs? No. So, you got to look at it this way. Get Frank Randall ready for 2022. Get him ready. Get him healthy so he is good to go for 2022. Because you already know you're getting out of Frank Ragnall. Frank Ragnall is a top center in the league. That's not going to change next year. So, yeah, I'm fine with it. It is what it is. Get Evan Brown some snaps. Get him some some reps, some experience. And who knows? He could be a backup center for the long haul, you know, if he plays well. 
So we'll see, man. I mean, it's, it's going to suck as from just a watching standpoint. But yeah, no, no. I mean, you understand the big plan. You you don't risk putting a guy that could have a lingering injury if if it's not worth it, especially when you're an 0-5 football team. You just got to make the responsible decision mm-hmm. as much as you want to see him out there. Yeah, exactly. But again, you know what you're going to get out of Frank Ragno. But a guy you know like he is. Yeah, but a guy like Quintus Cephas, that sucks because he needs this. He, he, needs, he needs this. this. Yeah, like when Jeff Okuda goes out, that sucks. Um, all, Romeo, all the young guys. Yeah, I would even say Romeo Cora. That sucks. Yeah, because he was he was actually headed in the right direction. That's he was blossoming to be possibly that that guy. Yeah. So that, that so sucks. It, it it does. But Frank the Tank Ragnow, he's good. Yeah, I I saw something too, which was really cool. It was from our inside linebackers coach, um, uh, Kelvin Shepard. Former player, he was saying that Romeo Quara is still sticking around in the building and he's still showing up to team meetings and just kind of being a real good team player. So, I, I kind of I think that really just shows what the culture that Dan Campbell's building because usually when the guy's injured, you know, if, if they're off for the year, it's like, okay, I'm going to take the year off. Um, I'll, I'll sit at home, I'll watch the game from home or whatever. But Romeo's making an effort that he wants to be with his guys and, you know, he wants to point out stuff in film and just kind of be that leader. So I respect Romeo Quar for still showing up to the building and, you know, still showing up to team meetings, even though he knows that there's no chance he comes back this season. So I really respect Romeo Quar still coming to the building. And it all boils down to how they feel about the coach, man. Yeah. I mean, this situation, there's no way in hell this would have happened last year. I can tell oh, you no. that. No. no way in hell anybody that got hurt and say, oh, uh, pencil head, uh, can, can I stick around and help you guys? No. Oh, no, Patricia didn't even allow that. You remember, um, you know, pencil, pencil. sure, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but you remember, like, Marvin Jones, like, a couple of years ago, like, wanted to, like, you know, be on the sidelines with his team when he was injured, and like, Matt, Matt, Matty P didn't let him, yeah. I mean, pencil head, whatever, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, is this is the respect that they have for this coaching staff, and that's what I'm saying, man. Things I know everybody's like, oh, the Fords are the same. I think what Sheila did and getting the staff here and everybody that contributed to getting the staff here, this is something that we have not seen as a Lions fan. I'm telling you guys, this is completely different. This whole thing is different. So, man, I just can't wait to see what the future holds for this team, man. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. I'm just playing devil's advocate right now. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work, but it's a different different. sign. It's different. So we all want it different and we all want to see different. So, you just hope that this time it's going to work, right? So yeah. we'll see. I mean, it, I, I like it. I like where it's going right now, so we'll see. But let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals uh, injury report and what they yep. got going for Wednesday. Yep. So let's start off with their do not participants. We're going to start off with center Trey Hopkins dealing with a knee injury. Cornerback Darius Phillips is uh, dealing with an illness right now. Going on to their limiteds, uh, running back Joe Mixon. Guard Dante Smith is dealing with a knee injury. Guard Quentin uh, Spain is, it looks like no injury, but is, I don't, I've never seen this before, limited, but a personal reason. So, uh, so that, that's weird. He had a, so he had a personal reason, but he was still limited? He was I, I limited. Know. Usually it's like they're out. But yeah. Maybe okay. he had a half day. Maybe, maybe he had, maybe he just came ridiculously late. That or maybe. He had to leave early. I don't know. That, yeah, that's could that's be. Yeah, either one. So, okay. And then wide receiver Mike Thomas is dealing with an ankle injury. He was limited as well. Not Michael Thomas, obviously, from the New Orleans Saints. Mike Thomas. Uh, he was limited. And then full participant Joe Burrow. He had the scary throat injury that he had to be rushed to the hospital after the game. 
I guess they're putting him on voice rest. I think I heard was the was the word that they're using. So I guess he's not talking right now at practice and stuff, but he's on voice rest right now. So I don't know what that necessarily means, but that that's voice what that, that's what they're that's what they're calling it. Wow. So look, and it, according to I believe it was Adam Schefter. Um, it looks like that Joe Burrow will be playing this Sunday too versus the Detroit Lions. So, and and that injury report, it looks like it indicates that he'll be he'll be out there starting for uh, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Detroit Lions. So, yep. There's right. that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals offense now. So. I think me and you, we have a pretty good grasp of what's going around the NFL. Like when the Lions are not playing, me and you are, are big football junkies as well as Pierre. But me and you, we, we have red zone and we have, uh, you know, game pass, whatever. We like it for other reasons. We like it for fantasy football. We like it for sports betting, whatever. We like it for different reasons than just maybe watching the game. And we obviously all like just like watching the game as well. But just kind of looking from the outside in, you watch the Cincinnati Bengals. What's something on offense that kind of scares you for this Sunday? Wide receivers. <laughs> they have a lot of wide receivers. And yeah. these guys are young, they're good, they're hungry, and they can make plays. You know, he started off with Jamar Chase. He was a guy in the preseason that we, not we, but I would say a lot of people thought he was going to be a bust. Because he was just dropping everything. This guy yeah. couldn't catch anything. Anything threw at him, he just couldn't catch it. Then there was that um, rumor about him, about the, the, the sharpers on the ball, could be an issue because they didn't have the stripes. They had the stripes in college, but in the NFL, there's, there's no stripe, and he just couldn't, couldn't see it, I guess. But, yeah, this guy's been making plays all year this year. He's been making crazy plays, big plays. Um, he's a guy that I can see giving us a lot of problems this week. Um, Tyler Boyd's another receiver who's young, hungry, good, make plays. See, Higgins, another guy, another receiver, making big, big receiver, making plays. So yeah. that re- wide receiving core, man, I think – it's going to be tough for us, man, especially with our um, 
our secondary. And then now Amani's out. But hopefully, I mean, not out. I'm going to say he missed practice. He didn't participate in practice today. So hopefully he's able to go and he can provide some type of help because if he can go, it's going to be a long day. I mean, AG better come up with his best <laughs> his best game plans to, to stop this wide receiver core. Yeah, and, you know, the the big thing was when they drafted Jamar Chase with the number five pick was the connection with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, obviously, back to the LSU days, which, you know, outside of some Michigan teams, that LSU team was my favorite team to watch. I thought they were just so exciting. I loved everything about it. Coach O, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow smoking the cigar when he won the Natty. Love everything about that team. Just a super fun football team. So I was excited when the Cincinnati Bengals took Jamar Chase for two reasons. One reason was I, I'm, I'm getting to reminisce, you know, this LSU connection that I, I loved. And number two, that means they didn't take Panay Sewell, and that means Panay Sewell fell to our lap. So I was I loved that as well. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just to show the, this connection between Burrow and Chase, it's real. You know, some people thought maybe it was just a college thing. No, this is real. I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of how many targets and how many receptions Jamar Chase is having. So week one, seven targets in his first game, gets 101 yards and a touchdown. His second game gets four targets, which is not great, but has 54 yards and a touchdown. His third game, five targets, 65 yards, two touchdowns. His third game, he gets nine targets, 77 yards, zero touchdowns. And then his last game got 10 targets, 159 yards, and one touchdown. So the targets are slowly even escalating up as the weeks are going on. And I think if Burrow sees, you know, even with our secondary with Amani Awari, I think if Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor are looking at this Detroit Lions offense and you, you see these corners, I think those targets even maybe go up a little bit more. This might be his most targeted game, you know. And if it's not Jamar Chase, you know, like you mentioned it, they got Tyler Boyd, they got T. Higgins. But this Burrow and Jamar Chase connection is legit. It's a lot of fun. I think Jamar Chase right now, if the season were to end, which is obviously there's still a lot more seasons to go, I think he'd be your offensive rookie of the year right now. I think he's been phenomenal, man. He's been great at every phase. You know, he's just a very good physical receiver, solid route runner. He's, he's, he's fun, man. He's a lot of fun. You can mix him up anywhere, too. You can put him in the slot. You can put him on the outside. He's, he's a great receiver. Yeah. It's going to be tough for, for, for another wide receiver to, to win rookie of the year. I agree. Yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just tough as it is. But yeah, I mean, as far as like you looking at all the rookie wide like the rookie offensive players, he's been the best one. I think probably looking at like the second best person you're looking at, my guy, Mike Mac Jones. Who? Mac yeah. Jones. Yeah, hey, Mac Mac Jones Who? has had a couple tough games. I would say, yeah, if they were number two, I mean, Devontae Smith has been pretty good for the Eagles. Yes, too. yes. Um, as far Who? as the quarterbacks, Mac Jones for sure. Who? But yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it just shows how talented that LSU team though was, man. I mean, Justin Jefferson was the offensive rookie of the year last year, and you see what he's doing this year in Minnesota too again. And uh, dude, just with Jamar Chase, man, he was the better of the two at the LSU too, and he, he's another one. He's just another special one. But as far as their run game, are, are you threatened by this? Oh, just about to say that, man. As crazy as has this been. We haven't. We were talking about the wide receiving core, and we were talking about the offense. It's crazy that we even mentioned the running game with Joe yeah. Mixon. I mean, he might not play. I mean, he he played last week, but he didn't really. He was like uh, limited, and I don't think he practiced most of of the week last week. I think they were very cautious with him, so he he was on a, a heavy snap count versus uh, the Green Bay Packers. So they played Samaje P. Ryan essentially in his role, and P. Ryan was fine, but. 
Samaj Piran's on COVID right now. He he tested positive for COVID. Doesn't necessarily necessarily mean he'll miss the game. But he has two negative tests, which I believe if he's fully vaccinated, which I think I saw something he's fully vaccinated. Don't quote me on that. But if he's fully vaccinated and he gets two negative tests throughout the week, he's eligible to play for the Sunday. But if he's not vaccinated, then he would have to quarantine for ten days, and that would officially rule him out. But I don't think I saw that with Samaj Piran. I think he is vaccinated, so he could play this Sunday if he has two negative tests. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think Joe Mixon probably gets more of a, a ramped-up snap count this week rather than last week just because I think they were more cautious with it. But, I mean, they played a hell of a battle versus the Green Bay Packers. I, I know you probably caught the end of that game where it, it was going back and forth, a lot of missed field goals. But, you know, the, the, Bengals, so funny. Yeah, the Bengals stood, you know, toe-to-toe with the, with the Packers, went to o- overtime with them. I mean, you can make an argument should have ended a lot earlier than it than it did, but you know they were going toe to toe. But you know, what's your thoughts on this running game with with Joe Mixon and potentially Samaj P. Ryan, former Michigan running back Chris Evans, rookie senior bowl guy? What's your thoughts on this running back core? I'll say this: if Joe Mixon is healthy and able to go, you know he he's still he's still a top running back in this league. You know he's a really good runner, got great vision. I mean, this year hasn't been a, his greatest year. I mean, he only has he has 386 rushing yards, three touchdowns. I mean, not the greatest. I mean, but he, he's been battling injuries. So it, it's, it's going to be what type of Joe Mixon are we going to see Sunday? Is he going to be healthy or is he going to be like on a low snap count? I, I would assume he's probably just going to get a ramped up snap count back to his normal. I would assume because he's so? already he's limited already on Wednesday. He's not missing practice so okay. far in the week, so I would assume he's going back to just being the full time starter. Especially with Pirine probably going to miss most of practice this week, even if he's eligible to play. I, I think they're going to rely on Joe Mixon a lot this week, as, as far as in their running back room. Yeah, I mean, even like for the Detroit Lions, I, I guess like stopping the, you know their rushing attack. Even though even though that we're ranked twenty third in, in rush the rush defense, I think they're playing a lot better than that number. Because there, we've, we've seen some games where, yeah, we'll give up a big run, but then they'll really buckle down and, like, they'll really, like, hold a guy off. Like, last week, um, I can't even think. Who was the running back we played last week? Uh, Alex, Alexander Madison. Uh, Madison, yeah. Big, this is a good example. because uh, uh, Madison broke off for a 47-yard run. But he ended the game with, like, 100 and what, 105 yards? Something like that? 100 and something yards. So it was a low number, like 110, 105. I'll check for you right now. Um, let me check. He had 113, so yeah. 113 attempts. yards. Yeah, 25 attempts, 113 yards. So that the bulk of his yards, yeah, you could say he went over 100, but the bulk of that was that one missed assignment that he broke for a 47-yard run. But I'm telling you, after that, they, they buckled down. They had a really good defense after they gave up that 47-yard run. So I think our defense is playing – a lot as far as a rushing running defense, they're playing a lot better than the number itself. So I think, you know, as long as everybody plays you know their gap sound and play, you know, to contain the edges, we could do a really good job containing Joe Mixon. I mean, if they don't let him break for any big yard big runs, they could hold him under they could hold him under seventy probably. Seventy you know, seventy or eighty. So yeah. I really like our chances of our running defense going against their um their rushing offense. You know, I've We've been, they've been playing a lot better, and they look a lot faster. Um, our our front seven, I would say, so uh, that's gonna be interesting. 
I think it, it it matters too with the matchup that they're playing. Like you know, some games the Lions have struggled uh, with the running defense. Like the Bears game, night and day. The Bears are running down our oh, throats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had no shot. <laughs> yeah, like, like that game, we could not stop the run. Uh, versus the Niners, we had a very difficult time stopping that Elijah Mitchell. You know, and then the Packers, Aaron Jones was more of a threat in the receiving game than the running game, I would say. And then the Ravens game, we did a really good job with Lamar Jackson and any of the running backs. It was Latavius Murray, Tassan Williams, Devontae Freeman. didn't really matter who they were running. We did a really good job with them. And then you look at the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. This is still not a strength for this team. You would think by now it would probably be a strength with how, with how many top draft picks they have. But they still have a lot of inexperience and just not a lot of good talent. Like you look down this offensive line, left tackle Jonah Williams – He's a fine player. He was a first-round pick from Bama. Quentin Spain, he's a veteran. You know, he's just your up-and-down guard. He's whatever. Center Trey Hopkins, another, like, solid option. Jackson Carmen, he's a rookie. Uh, right now, I believe he's on COVID-19 list, too, so he might be missing practice as well. And then if he if he can't play, it would be uh, Dante Smith filling in his role. And then at right tackle, we're familiar with this guy, Riley Reef. Riley! Riley! <laughs> Riley! Riley! We well, can't get away from this guy. It doesn't matter what team he's on. <laughs> we always play this guy, man. Riley, Riley, Riley. So like, yeah. you know, this is not. This is not, these guys are not movers. They're not going to move our our defensive line. I mean, maybe at some place, but like, you know, this isn't like your your lethal offensive line that you got to worry about. Like, this is in your Indianapolis Colts. This is this is meh. This is below average, in my opinion. That's gonna be interesting. I mean, you know, I, I'm just so tired of saying this, man. I'm so tired of being like looking at a matchup and like, all right, we should win this matchup up front. Yeah. Our defensive line should be able to crush. We said this, this we said the same line. exact things about the Chicago Bears because we were shitting on their offensive line. Exactly. And then we saw a bunch of max protection. They were like, oh shit. <laughs> like, where's the pressure at? So I gotta see it. I yeah. wanna see it because again, I think they're taking notes. I mean, they're like, all right, there's a lot of athleticism for the Detroit Lions up front. Let's let's max protect and let's give Burrow time in the pocket, because you. This is the thing right now. If I was a coordinator, okay. If I was a coordinator, I would like Detroit up. And the reason why I say that is because I'll just max protect. I'll max protect. Give my quarterback as much time in the pocket. Let my receivers find those open areas in the zones, and I'll just let my quarterback attack. Because our corners are young, you know, they're gonna make mistakes, and that's that's the way I would play it. So I could see, and then we saw that with the Bears. That's exactly what the Bears did. The Bears max protect, gave um, Fields time to throw, and he was able to make big throws. So I just want to see what they're going to do. If they go, you know, they go, you know, five-man protection, I think we could win those battles. Yeah, I agree, though. I don't think they'll be doing that too often, though. I think they're going to be relying on, you know, giving Burrow time, getting the run game established, and then they trust the receivers probably versus Lions corners, you know? And I don't think... Exactly. Yeah, you know, if we give Burrow time, even if you don't give Burrow time, I think these receivers could have a good matchup versus our corners. If it's man coverage and a zone, whatever. I, I want to say that. Burrow, when he's under pressure, his rating's at 52.7. That, that's okay. his passer rating when he's pressured. It's actually 0.2 lower than Jared Goff, which is insane. Yeah, but, I mean, we're, we're not one of those teams like the Minnesota Vikings that, like, could get consistent pressure, like the Chicago Bears to get consistent. Exactly. We're, exactly. We're, we're a team we come in spurts. And it's better than before because we were a team that didn't get pressure at all. But and, we're, and, we're a team It's like, hey, look at Charles Harris. But, like, you don't see that enough in the game. Yeah, and the scary thing is, this is a scary number, Um, when he's clean. When Joe Burrow's clean, his passer rating is 
121 um 121.2 that's really good yeah it's really good so um if he's kept clean it's pretty much automatic that's gonna be scary because again if they match protect give him time to throw they have a ton of receivers everywhere it's gonna be a field day but we got the detroit lions gotta find a way to put pressure on joe burrow i would say though though the lines have had you know, they've done a good job not giving up the deep play this year. Like, they haven't given up too many big hitters. Like, the Devo Samuel was just – that was just a fluke. I mean, not a fluke. I mean, it's just a really bad play by Akuda, but, like, a play that shouldn't have happened. I'm saying get yeah. beat deep. Like, there hasn't been a deep pass where, like, you know, look at that receiver wide open. You know, the the lines playing the two safeties high have kind of avoided that. So – and that, as that's of late. I'll yeah. say as of late. Yeah, and that's something Burrow and Chase like to do a lot. They like to hit – you know, they like to set up those big hitters. So, you know, it's going to be interesting – how are how are they going to adjust their game plan if the Lions decide to play those two safeties deep, which they've been doing essentially almost every game outside of the second half versus the Packers, maybe? Outside, outside of that, they've been running that two safety deep almost every game I could think of. Yeah. I mean, when you're looking at big plays, I mean, we gave up that one big play against um, the Packers. That's when they had to adjust because what's his name uh, went out? Uh, Fatima Lafanu, so they took yeah. out the two safety deep and – um, they were trying to dial up more pressure, but other than that, they've been running that two safety deep. And then we played the Bears; they kind of beat us deep too. A couple times with Darnell Mooney. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, last week they did a hell of a job, and they they played a really good receiving core. I mean, can we say Kirk Cousins' booty cheeks? I don't know, and that's why he couldn't get those guys. I don't, I don't know. But this is, you know, we have a young. We're playing against a young, really good quarterback. With a receiving core that's young and really good, and yeah, I want to see how they're gonna play. I don't see. I want to see how they're gonna do it because it's gonna be it's matchup wise. You look at this on paper, you're like, yikes. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say Kirk Cousins was booty that game. He was making some really good throws at some points of that game. Like they were spot on. Like where only his receivers could catch, and Justin Jefferson was just going up and getting them. I know, but what I'm saying, Kirk Cousins, like, like he wasn't I making Kirk all Cousins, the reads. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is a guy who. And he, I mean, this is this is what frustrated Diggs when he was there. That when he has a guy, when he has his guy, he's just looking for that guy all game. Yeah. That's why, like, when he was with Diggs, you just saw Thielen, Adam Thielen, get like a hundred targets. Like he had a yeah. hundred. Like, didn't he have like a hundred receptions? Like he was just target, 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 target. That was that um, year. Yeah, when they were together, and I think in eighteen or yeah, in eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Thielen was getting a bunch of receptions. You get a bunch of receptions. This year, you see the opposite. Who's this guy? Jefferson. Jefferson's guy. You barely see Adam Thielen gets targeted now. So is this just like a trend? Thielen's now going to ask out? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Thielen gets frustrated. He's like, look, I'm fucking open. Throw me the fucking ball. And then, you know, he, he's looking for his guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if that was the case last week because Adam Thielen, he only had, what, three targets? He, he had yeah. three targets last week? And what, like two he had, that, he had that one screen. He had that one screen that got called back. He yeah. had a one, um, it was like a drag route he did that got broken up by... Jerry Jacobs, and then the play at the end when he caught the pass in the middle. Now he got rocked, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's he's not getting targeted a lot. So I don't know if this was a factor of Cousins or we played a hell of a defense, you know, and just locked them those guys down. But this game is gonna be different because we're playing good quarterback, <laughs> and he's gonna find if you're open, he's gonna find these guys. So, yeah. yep, AG better come with his best game plan. <laughs> best game plan. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this Lions offense now, which Jared, Jared, Jared Goofy, and um, and the and the boys playing. Wait, does, is is that his new nickname for you? Calling him Jerry Goofy? 
goof, goofy, goofball, whatever. goofball. I mean, I, I mean, I'm still rooting for the guy, man. I can't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not throwing no shade at this guy, man. I'm, I want I'm him to. I'm the guy. I'm rooting for the guy, but he's he's goofy, dude. He's a go, he's a goofy quarterback. I, I like Jared Goff. No, he's he actually has a great personality, man. He's doing a lot for the uh, the city of Detroit already. He, he, and his, he and his is, man. Day. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, man. Good for him, he, man. I think he won. I don't know what the it was the Walter. I don't know. Walter no. Payton Award. He won some some award for he being. He won some like the community award and yeah, and that whole NFL. So he, he's doing a lot of good things for the the city of Detroit, and you know, it, and there's 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 like you know assholes like me talking shit about him, yep. and he's still doing a lot of good things because yep, you got like that right. There's not there's not a whole city behind Jared Goff <laughs> like there was for Matthew Stafford. The guy came from freaking L.A. He's coming to Detroit, and he's he's already doing a lot for the community. You know, mm-hmm. I, if I had to guess. LA, I mean, Detroit was probably not his number one destination to come to. I mean, you absolutely he, not. He came from, you know, a California school and then coming, going to LA, or he went to St. Louis originally, but then go, moving to LA, I, I would assume he was very happy about that. And then, you know, came from a Super Bowl contending team, then traded to a, a rebuilding Detroit Lions team. Like, he's embracing it, though. So I, I respect Jared Goff as a person. You didn't even mention he haven't experienced the winter over there yet. Oh, no, man, was- that's going to be a rude awakening. We still have some nice weather right now. I mean, like, it's still 70 degrees over here. Wait, in wait, wait till it's about November, December, and he's there. You know, be like, oh, shit. Oh, this is Detroit, Detroit. <laughs> we gave him a jacket. <laughs> he, he's going to need You're going to need more than a jacket, man. Going from California weather, where it's, like, yeah. sunny no, <laughs> year-round. In that press conference when they uh, when they acquired him, they, they gave him the uh, – that what's that movie? Beverly Hills Cops, the one that Eddie Murray yeah. was wearing? Yeah, Eddie Murphy, yeah. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he, they gave him that. They gave him that like Varsity Lions jacket. That that yeah, jacket is hard. Yeah. I that can't jacket. find that shit nowhere. We when I used to work retail, we used to have those. Those, those were expensive. They were like three hundred dollars a pop for those jackets. Wow, I still but, want one. No, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If, I I haven't worked retail in like two plus years now. But when I worked retail, I worked at a Detroit they, sports they shop. We had him there, man. I, I used to think Sweet. it was so sick. Uh, those jackets. I saw Jared Goff on him when he did his introduction. So, you know, I we gave him a jacket. They're, they're they're warm. I've tried them on. They're warm. No, 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 no. <laughs> you think that's gonna keep them warm? Come See, on. See, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm a. I'm, I'm, you're an East Coast guy. I know you moved to the South, so maybe you forgot about this stuff. But I'm an East Coast body. Yeah. If no, I wore no, that no, jacket, no. I would be fine. Okay. Um, I'll tell you this: if somebody from Florida moved to Detroit and they said, "All right, here's a jacket, <laughs> and you, we want you to wear this in December," that person will turn to a popsicle, bro. They will turn to a popsicle and they will they, they'll just be frozen. They'll be frozen. <laughs> no, you you gonna see like he's gonna be like, oh shit, oh this is Detroit. I, I don't doubt it, but those jackets are good. If if they let him, I don't know if it, it might have just been a photo shoot. They might have just said, hey, hey Jared, give us that shit back. We're waiting for this for our future quarterback. <laughs> no. Wow, wow, that's that's terrible, man. Hey, Mark Willis, this is going to be your jacket next year. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Jared, all right. Let's we, talk we, got, about we, got, we got sidetracked. All right, so we're talking about your boy, Jared Goff, in the offense. He's not goofy. I mean, let, let the man live. He's slightly goofy. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Well, all right. What's the game plan? Uh, I, all right, before we do that, I, I'll just admit that he is kind of delusional, which is kind of funny. Because um, like he'll talk like if you watch his pressures, he'll be like, he's like, yeah, we need to continue to be aggressive and not go out there and make plays. Like, dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> what have you watched? You haven't been aggressive. <laughs> so I mean, besides that, 
Dude, go Jared Goff, man. He's my quarterback right now. That's the guy who I'm supporting right now. I mean, shoot. Should I buy a Jared Goff jersey? No. Hell no. I want to buy one. Just, 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 to troll, just to troll you. I want to buy one. You, you know what you're doing right now? You were like on the same boat with me, not as much as me, like the Mac Jones thing. And like when I told Ooh. you, like you know, when I, when I told you like early Ooh. in the college football season, I wasn't a big Mac Jones guy. Like, I would never draft a guy like Mac Jones. I still stick yeah. to my word. I wouldn't draft Mac Jones. Ooh. You slowly saw me like just kill Mac Jones. You embrace Mac Jones as yeah, it gone on. No, and you're, but you know what happened is because you know he, he come from my my college team. Yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm a Bama guy, and then we just look at the numbers, man. It's just. I think he was getting killed by everybody as far as like Severely people average because they were like, Oh, is he's not that good. It's only his receivers. His, you know, the receivers make some good, you know, he, he doesn't have an arm. He can't do this. He can't do that. He's not mobile. He can't do this. So I was like, man, why are you guys killing this guy? This guy damn near completed 80% of his passes in college. But yep. the big thing was, Oh, it's because his receivers. I mean, you look at it this way. And this is getting way off topic, but Tua had a way better receiving core than, than Mac Jones. Way better. Way better receiving core. And, you know, he played just as well, I'll say, as Tua. So, I mean, I don't know. That's, that that was that. And, look, he's doing very well. In, in yeah, he's, doing, he's doing well. I want to say very well. He's doing well. He's doing, he's doing well doing, for a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, very, he's, he, I mean, he's poised. He's calm. He I think this, uh, this is his ceiling, though. This is, that's whatever. No. I don't want to. I don't want to get to Mac Jones, but this, no. this, this, this is this is give him an elite. Give him an elite receiver. You'll see. He had no. He has who's who's his top weapon in in um New England. Nobody. If you want to count the tight end, if you don't want to count the tight ends, probably like a Jacoby Myers or a, yeah. Who the hell is that? Who? I love. That. I like me some Jacoby Myers. But I mean, he's not number one. Yeah, exactly. He's not number one receiver. But I like me some Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I'm saying right. like he'll be all right. But um. All right, what's the game plan this Sunday? Jared Goof, Jared Goff, <laughs> Jared, Jared Goff, and the, and the Detroit Lions. What are they doing versus the Cincinnati Bengals defense? Oh, this is kind of this, this is interesting. All right, so when we look at the Cincinnati Bengals defense, they have a pretty good defense. Um, overall, they're ranked 11th overall in defense. Their bread and butter is their rushing defense. They're ranked they're ranked 10th. So this is a top 10 rushing defense we're going to be going against. And the pass are ranked seventeenth. Now, if you're the Detroit Lions, how would you want to attack this the Cincinnati Bengals defense? Do you trust your running backs to you know take over the game? I mean, I, I don't know. Do you trust golf to say, okay, their weak their weakness would be their their secondary or their corners? And do you trust golf to say, okay, golf, we're gonna make plays this game? I mean, shoot. I'll just I say think, this. I think you got to keep them honest both ways. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think you got to, I mean, do the same shit you did last week. Yeah. Run your running backs. But the only thing they got to do different, I think you got to, you have to, have to, have to, have to get your playmakers involved. In the, in the passing game, I'll say this. You got to get your playmakers involved in the passing game. I don't care if you're throwing swing passes to, to Swift or if you're doing screens. I mean, the screen pass looks like it works all the time. They need to do more screens. Wide receiver screens. You know, screens to Swift, screens to Jamal, screen hell. Give a screen to TJ. I don't care if you do do a tight end screen. Do more screens. It's working. Like they they do it like once every other week. Shoot. Yeah. You might probably gotta do it more. I mean, just just more screens. And I don't know. I know they said they're gonna simplify the playbook for Jared Goff. I don't know. That's what they said. 
Well, that that can maybe implement more screen passes because that's simple. Could be could be more screen passes. I mean, but are they going to let him throw the ball downfield? I don't know. You should still. Yeah, he should still have his eyes down there and see if it, if there's an opportunity to take a shot. You know, I'm not saying throw a 70 yard bomb, but like if you have an opportunity, like to get a 40 yard chunk play or a 30 yard chunk play, his eyes should still be down the field if the guy is open. It shouldn't just, yeah. you know, he shouldn't just disregard that completely now if they're gonna if, just because they want to simplify and just him thinking doink, you know, down the field. Like you can't win too many football games thinking doink. Could you win some? Sure. Could you maybe win this one? Maybe. But it's definitely not an ideal game plan. If if that's how the game is going, different. But that's not the initial game plan should be, in my opinion. Yeah. So just some just some stats for Jared Goff. Interesting stats that people want to be aware of. Um, when he's cleaning the pocket, his passer rate is 105, which is not bad. When he's you know when he's not pressured. Um, when he's pressured, um, his passer rating goes down to 57.5, and this is the bad one. Um, big time throws, and this is not not good. Um, as far as big time throws, he's only th- you know he's only making big time throws two point four percent of the time. It's not good. Yeah. Um, big time throws, he, he gotta definitely improve in that. But yeah, as far as the game plan, I would stick to the same shit that I was working last week. Run, run your running backs. Just run your running backs. And if you get that you know that urge that okay it's not working or your running backs are averaging. Under two yards per carry, two, three. I'll send three yards per carry. I say you got to switch it to the same shit we saw when we played against Baltimore. Just in the second half. Get Swift involved. Get yeah. him the ball in space and let him make plays. That's what you got to have to do. You got to say, okay, Swift is probably our most dynamic player on offense. No. Our most dynamic player on offense. And that includes TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is a hell of a tight end, but he's not as dynamic as, as, as Swift. I agree. So you got to get Swift involved. I don't care how you do it, but you got to give him the ball in space. So, I mean, if we if we do that, I think we could do good. Even though the the um, Cincinnati Bengals have they have some good linebackers, man. Logan Wilson. Yeah. Logan Wilson's a beast. He's he's a really good linebacker. So, I still want to get Swift involved. Swift. Yeah, uh, some other guys too. You want to see kind of step up too as well. Uh, you, you've seen the flashes from Khalif Raymond. I can see maybe th- that with the simplifying of the offense, I can see him being more of a factor because once he gets the ball, you know, he, he he's that yak nice. guy. You know, he, he can make some moves. He He's that guy, you gave him a five-yard pass, he could take it all the way potentially. You know, that, that, yep. that's what Khalif Raymond offers. I think Amon Ross St. Brown, too. I know we haven't necessarily seen it yet in the regular season, but just the words you heard in the training camp and what you saw, the little glimpses in preseason, you know, he, he he could be elusive. He could make some plays out there. So maybe you want to get him more involved. And losing Quintess Cephas for the rest of the year, you want to see some guys step up now because that's another blow to a starting receiver. Terrell Williams not returning this week. And we didn't even mention this. I don't know if he returns this week, but he's practicing again. So he's going to return within the next 21 days, most likely Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker is back practicing. So he could potentially be back for this game for Cincinnati, which would help mightily in pass protection and run blocking as well as if yeah. you could put uh, Decker back, you know, on the offensive line and, you know, you have Decker and Sewell's back at your tackles and, you know, it'll help a lot. And, you know, as far as a running game, Panay Sewell, he's had his struggles recently as far as pass pressure, but as far as a running game, he's getting the job nice. done at an above average level right now. Yeah. So, and you have Definitely. good running backs and you have good running backs already. And, and they've proven that they could run the ball 
I mean, as right now, they haven't given me a reason to say we can't run the ball. Every game they've had a legitimate run attack or they've had signs of a good run attack, maybe if they have abandoned it, that was more to the coaching staff, not because of the running back struggling, though, you know? You know, I, I'm interested to see what the game plan is this, this Sunday. And just get some more guys involved. You know, maybe even another guy that has to kind of step up, too. Not necessarily a guy, but uh, some other guys part of this unit with no Cephas because Terrell Williams is not back yet. You know, you, you want to see some the, some of these young guys maybe step up. I think we've seen some nice flashed out of Kadero Hodge. I think he's had some nice moments. Trinity Benson, man, he, he just hasn't been that guy for me as a th- so far. A lot of drops. Mm. Uh, yeah, he just hasn't been that guy. He's gotten the opportunity to, to be the guy sometimes and get the ball, but just hasn't been the greatest results with Trinity Benson so far in this early season. Yeah, I know they, they kind of rushed him out there. They, they say did. he picked up the playbook pretty quick, they said, and he kind of got rushed out there. So maybe he's still adjusting, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I some of this is just simple football fundamentals, just catching the ball. Like, you know, he's open. He's just not catching the ball. Yeah. Man, we need help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then, like, after that, it's Tom Kennedy who has been a healthy scratch every week outside of week Get two. Get him involved, man. I think Tom Kennedy can make plays. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why this guy is never – I mean, I feel bad for that guy. He maybe now with with no Quintus Cephas and no Terrell Williams, I assume he's activated now on game days and should be. Maybe I think Kadero Hodge. I think everyone just moves up in the depth chart. Kadero Hodge is maybe now a starter. Him and Benson kind of rotate for that starting spot, and then I think Tom Kennedy kind of just takes where Kadero Hodge was just that, or where Trinity Benson was just that. You kind of mix them in a little bit in the game, and maybe you give him a couple targets per game. I think that's what TK's role will probably be on this team now. Hopefully, man. He, I mean, shoot, have he been targeted in his career in a regular pre, in a regular game? Oh, I, don't I don't think. So. They think I don't think so either. He's I don't think been, so. He's only been activated for two games in his NFL career. Uh, he, this, he, he was activated this year on a game. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The, the Chiefs game in 2019, and then that Green Bay game this year. And he but only he had did. a few snaps in that game, and didn't get targeted. I don't think he got targeted. I don't remember. Seeing no, he didn't. He didn't get yeah. targeted at all. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that I think he, you know, he's small, shifty. I don't know why. I just like him in the slot a lot. Like, you put him in the slot, I think he could find a way to get open. You just got to get him the ball. And you might get the opportunity now. You yeah. might get it might get more of a look now than with Cephas out and with Terrell Williams. I mean, Dan Campbell didn't really sound opt- optimistic that uh, Terrell Williams is coming back anytime soon. So, I don't know what happened to him, but I, I don't know. So, so I was so, going to yeah. say, like, are, are you confident, like, as far as, like, attacking this – our offense attacking this defense, like how much do you trust golf attacking that? that okay, I'll say this. I don't I don't like to go back to last game too often or like look in the, the past too much, but I want to just take back what the Lions kind of did towards the end of the game and the intensity and energy they brought at the end of the game versus the Vikings. Everything just started to click a little bit. I know they gave up the last play and that was a gut punch, but I really do believe – what they saw to Dan Campbell in that press conference and just the emotion they saw on him on the sideline. I think it's possible, man. The Lions need to get a win very soon. I'm not saying they're going to win this Sunday, but they need a win badly. Dan needs it. The team needs it because these guys are fighting their tails off every single Sunday. doesn't matter who they're playing. They're fighting so hard, man. They're They're fighting their tails off every Sunday. And if these guys keep losing and losing, and I, I know the narrative, we're not expected to win many games, and I'm not telling you we're going to win many games, but they need to get one soon. Because you can't keep putting your ass up, uh, you can't 
keep fighting every single week in practice on game days and then just keep getting a gut punch every Sunday. Like, they need some positivity in that locker room. They need a win in that locker room badly. They, I mean, yeah. for the players' confidence, for the coaching confidence, the fan base, I would say even a little bit, everybody needs a win right now in Detroit. So if it can come this Sunday at home at Ford Fields, you saw what the fans could do. The fans are not expecting many wins, but you saw what they were. You saw how loud they were week three versus Baltimore. You saw how loud they were at the end of the game versus San Francisco. Everybody needs a win right now. It just it just needs to happen right now. I know draft yeah. position. Forget that. The tank. Forget that right now. They need a win right now, very badly. Everybody yeah. Because man, like, I don't want to talk about the future, but if for some reason they do drop this game, yeah, we play the Los Angeles Rams next week. <laughs> In LA. So, in LA, so yeah, this they need to win this game. I, I guess for players' confidence, coaching confidence, uh, you know, just having some type of you know, you're getting that monkey off your back. I said it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just yeah, they they just need to get the first one. I think after they get the first one, I think it's gonna be a lot easier. It's gonna be a side relief. And no, they'll it's would, yeah, it's yeah, gonna they'll be, yeah, they'll they'll just not have to worry about all right. We're we're winless. They could just go out go out and play and just see what happens. So I will say this. In the in these next three games, you got Cincy, you got the Rams in LA, and then you got Philly at home. You need to win one of these three. You cannot be 0-8 going into the bye week. That that just cannot happen for this team. I mean, that just will be a total gut bunch because these guys can't go into the bye week thinking that we just lost eight straight games and we freaking suck. Like you can't have that right now. They need yeah. to win. On paper, you would think that maybe the Philadelphia Eagles gives them the best chance to win based mm-hmm. off their record. But it's the NFL, man. Take out, NFL? Paper. Take out yeah, paper. Dude. You got to take out the paper. I don't feel that way. I will probably explain that on Sunday. Okay. Uh, but, um, oh, yeah. A little spoiler. A little spoiler. Um, but, yeah. yeah. No, you, you got to take out paper. In the NFL, it's you, you could think about paper on the offseason. You could think about paper even throughout the week. Like today, fine. Once Sunday hits... Papers out the doors. It's all about what's happening in the game. And maybe the Lions could just dial up something. Because, they, like I said, it they, they need this. They need it badly. Yeah, they definitely do. All right, guys. With that being said, that is going to be a wrap for this episode of the Pride Podcast, episode 201. Still sounds crazy to me that we're in the 200s. But, like I said, head over to Underdog Fantasy. We will tell you our picks on, on Sunday for the Lions and Bengals game. We'll tell you our over and under for the Lions and Bengals on Sunday. We sure. told you our Thursday night pick, so if you guys are interested in that, go with me, go with Malcolm, whatever. So, that's our uh, that, that's the underdog. Code Pride Pod. Get $10 back once you deposit $10. Sure. And, and also, five-star review. Five-star review sure. on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Five-star. Or subscribe. That, that's always much appreciated, too. Subscribe. Five-star review. Do what you gotta do. Help us out. We like to help you guys out. Help us out. But we'll, star. we'll be live on Sunday, Spotify Green Room, 12 o'clock Eastern Time. And we'll be live right after the game, whenever that is. So maybe around 4 o'clock. So stay tuned for that. We'll promote it on IG, Twitter. Yep. For that. I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm. And everything Tyler said, do it. And Five with that being you. said, <laughs> with that being said, I'm out. Peace. <laughs>